Book Six, Chapter Nine of the Boys and Girls Pliny by Pliny the Elder. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Bloodless fishes. The varieties of fish which we shall now mention are those which have no blood. They are of three kinds. First, those which are known as soft. Next, those which have thin crusts and lastly those which are enclosed in hard shells footnote this division of the bloodless fish made first by aristotle into the mollusca testacea and crustacea has been followed by naturalists almost down to the present day End of footnote. the soft fish are the loligo the sapia the polypus and others of a similar nature the last have the head between the feet and the belly and all of them have eight feet in the sapia and the loligo two of these feet are very long and rough and by means of these they lift the food to their mouths and attach themselves to places in the sea as though with an anchor the others act as so many arms by means of which they seize their prey the loligo is able to dart above the surface of the water and the scallop does the same like an arrow as it were in the sapia the male is parti-coloured blacker than the female and more courageous if the female is struck with a fish spear the male comes to her aid but the female the instant the male is struck takes to flight both of them as soon as they find themselves in danger of being caught discharge a kind of ink and thus darkening the water take to flight there are numerous kinds of polypi the land polypus is larger than that of the sea they all of them use their arms as feet and hands the polypus has a sort of passage in the back by which it lets in and discharges the water and which it shifts from side to side sometimes carrying it on the right and sometimes on the left it swims obliquely with the head on one side which is of surprising hardness while the animal is alive being puffed out with air in addition to this they have cavities dispersed throughout the claws by means of which through suction they can adhere to objects with the head upwards so tightly that they cannot be torn away they cannot attach themselves however to the bottom of the sea and their retentive powers are weaker in the larger ones these are the only soft fish that come on dry land and then only where the surface is rugged a smooth surface they will not come near they feed upon the flesh of shellfish the shells of which they can easily break in the embrace of their arms their retreat may be easily detected by the pieces of shell which lie before it although in other respects this is looked upon as a remarkably stupid kind of animal so much so that it will swim toward the hand of a man in its own domestic matters it manifests considerable intelligence it carries its prey to its home and after eating all the flesh throws out the debris and then pursues such small fish as may chance to swim towards them it also changes its colour according to the aspect of the place where it is and more especially when it is alarmed the notion is entirely unfounded that it gnaws on its own arms 
this mischance befalls it from the conjurers but it is perfectly true that its arms shoot forth again like the tail in the colotus and the lizard among the most remarkable curiosities among all the inhabitants of the sea is the animal which has the name of nautilus or as some people call it the pompilos lying with the head upwards it rises to the surface of the water raising itself little by little while by means of a certain conduit in its body it discharges all the water and this being got rid of like so much bilge water as it were it finds no difficulty in sailing along the surface then extending backwards its two front arms it stretches out between them a membrane of marvellous thinness which acts as a sail spread out to the wind while with the rest of its arms it paddles along below steering itself with its tail in the middle which acts as a rudder thus does it make its way along the deep mimicking the appearance of a light liburnian bark while if anything chances to cause it alarm in an instant it draws in the water and sinks out of sight belonging to the genus of polypi is the animal known as the ozina being so cold from the peculiarly strong smell exhaled by the head in consequence of which the murani pursue it with the greatest eagerness the polypi keep themselves concealed for two months in the year they do not live beyond two years and always die of consumption i must not omit here the observations which lucullus the proconsul of Baetica, made with reference to the polypus and which trebius niger one of his suite has published he says that it is remarkably fond of shellfish and that these the moment that they feel themselves touched by it close their valves and cut off the feelers of the polypus thus making a meal at the expense of the plunderer shellfish are destitute of sight as well as of all other sensations but those which warn them of hunger and the approach of danger hence the polypus lies in ambush till the fish opens its shell immediately upon which it places within it a small pebble taking care at the same time to keep it from touching the body of the animal lest by making some movement it should chance to eject it having made itself thus secure it attacks its prey and draws out the flesh while the other tries to contract itself but all in vain in consequence of the separation of the shell thus affected by the insertion of the wedge so great is the instinctive shrewdness in animals that are otherwise quite remarkable for their lumpish stupidity in addition to the above the same author states that no animal in existence is more dangerous for its powers of destroying a human being when in the water embracing his body it counteracts his struggles and draws him under with its feelers and its numerous suckers when as often is the case it happens to make an attack upon a shipwrecked mariner or a child if however the animal is turned over it loses all its power for when it is thrown upon the back the arms open of themselves the other particulars which the same author has given appear still more closely to border upon the marvellous at cartea in the preserves there 
a polypus was in the habit of coming from the sea to the pickling tubs that were left open and devouring the fish laid in the salt for it is quite astonishing how eagerly all sea animals follow the smell of salted condiments so that for this reason the fishermen take care to rub the inside of the wicker fish kipes with them at last by its repeated thefts and immoderate depredations it drew down upon itself the wrath of the keepers of the works palisades were placed before them but these the polypus managed to get over by the aid of a tree and it was only caught at last by calling in the assistance of trained dogs which surrounded it at night as it was returning to its prey upon which the keepers awakened by the noise were struck with alarm at the novelty of the sight presented first of all the sight of the polypus was enormous beyond all conception then it was covered all over with dried brine and exhaled a most dreadful stench who could have expected to find a polypus there or could have recognized it as such under these circumstances they really thought that they were joining battle with some monster for at one instant it would drive off the dogs by its horrible fumes and lash at them with the extremities of its feelers while at another it would strike them with its stronger arms giving blows with so many clubs as it were and it was only with the greatest difficulty that it could be dispatched with the aid of a considerable number of three-pronged fish spears the head of this animal was shown to lucullus it was in size as large as a cask of fifteen amphorae and had a beard to use the expression of trebius himself which could hardly be encircled with both arms full of knots like those upon a club and thirty feet in length the suckers or calicules as large as an urn resembled a basin in shape while the teeth again were of a corresponding largeness its remains which were carefully preserved as a curiosity weighed seven hundred pounds the same author also informs us that specimens of the sapia and the loligo have been thrown up on the same shores of a size fully as large in our own seas the loligo is sometimes found five cubits in length and the sapia two these animals do not live beyond two years mucianus relates that he has seen in the propontis another curious resemblance to a ship in full sail there is a shellfish he says with a keel just like that of the vessel which we know by the name of acacium with the stern curving inwards and the prow with the beak attached in this shellfish there lies concealed also an animal known as the nauplius which bears a strong resemblance to the sapia and only adopts the shellfish as the companion of its pastimes there are two modes he says which it adopts in sailing when the sea is calm the voyager hangs down its arms and strikes the water as with a pair of oars but if the wind invites it extends them employing them by way of a helm and turning the mouth of the shell to the wind the pleasure experienced by the shellfish is that of carrying the other while the amusement of the nauplius consists in steering and thus at the same moment 
is an instinctive joy felt by these two creatures devoid as they are of all sense unless a natural antipathy to man for it is a well-known fact that to see them thus sailing along is a bad omen and that it is portentous of misfortune to those who witness it footnote probably this is merely the reproduction of the story of the nautilus with exaggerated details End of footnote. the crayfish which belongs to the class of bloodless animals is protected by a brittle crust this creature like the crab keeps itself concealed for five months but at the beginning of spring both of them after the manner of snakes throw off old age and renew their coverings while other animals swim on the water crayfish float with a kind of action like creeping they move onwards if there were nothing to alarm them in a straight line extending on each side their horns which are rounded at the point by a ball peculiar to them but when alarmed they straighten these horns and proceed with a sidelong motion they use these horns when fighting with each other the crayfish is the only animal that has the flesh in a pulpy state and not firm and solid unless it is cooked alive in boiling water the crayfish frequents rocky places the crab spots which present a soft surface in winter they both choose such parts of the shore as are exposed to the heat of the sun in summer they withdraw to the shady recesses of deep inlets of the sea all fish of this kind suffer from the cold of winter but become fat during autumn and spring particularly during the full moon for the warmth of that luminary as it shines in the night renders the temperature of the weather more moderate there are various kinds of crabs known as carabi lobsters maie bagurai heracleotisai lions and others of less note the caribus differs from other crabs in having a tail in phoenicia they are called hippoi or horses being of such extraordinary swiftness that it is impossible to overtake them crabs are long-lived and have eight feet all of which are bent obliquely besides which the animal has two claws with indented pincers the upper part only of these four feet is movable the right claw is the largest in them all sometimes they assemble together in large bodies but as they are unable to cross the mouth of the black sea they turn back again and go round by land and the road by which they travel is to be seen all beaten down with their footmarks the smallest crab known is the pinotheres it is peculiarly exposed to danger but its shrewdness is evinced by its concealing itself in the shell of the oyster removing as it grows larger to those of a larger size crabs when alarmed go backwards as swiftly as when moving forwards they fight like rams butting at each other with their horns they have a mode of curing themselves of the bites of serpents it is said that while the sun is passing through the sign of cancer the dead bodies of the crabs which are lying thrown up on the shore are transformed into serpents 
to the same class also belongs the sea urchin which has spines in place of feet its mode of moving along is to roll like a ball hence it is that these animals are often found with their prickles rubbed off those among them which have the longest spines of all are known by the name of echinometri while at the same time their body is the very smallest they are not all of them of the same glassy colour in the vicinity of Tyrone, they are white with very short spines the eggs of all of them are bitter and are five in number the mouth is situated in the middle of the body and faces the earth it is said that these creatures foreknow the approach of a storm at sea and that they take up little stones with which they cover themselves and so provide a sort of ballast against their volubility for they are very unwilling by rolling along to wear away their prickles as soon as seafaring persons observe this they at once moor their ships with several anchors to the same genus also belong both land and water snails which thrust the body forth from their abode and extend or contract two horns they are without eyes and have therefore to feel their way by means of these horns footnote it is now known thanks to the research of Swammerdam, that the black points at the extremity of the great horns of the land snail and at the base of them in the water snail are eyes End of footnote. to the same class belong the sea scallops which also conceal themselves during severe frosts and great heats as well as the onikes which shine in the dark like fire and in the mouth even while being eaten end of book six chapter nine